if, if you don't take anything from this episode right now is you should have some type of entity for two things, protection and participation. If this is your first time visiting with us, this is Commerce and Chill, where we talk about everything that's business, that's life, that's love from the perspective of two entrepreneurs, small business owners who work together, live together, and just happen to be married. Two crazy people who are in business together. Yeah, that's how it feels right now. It's been a real crazy week, but I saw something yesterday that really got me encouraged. It said, when you talk to winners, the conversation changes. And so... The thought I want everybody to leave today's episode is make sure you're surrounding yourself with winners so that you're having the right kind of conversations, you have the right kind of thoughts, you're making the right kind of actions so that you can win in business and life and in love. Wouldn't you agree, Chief? Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, what's that thing I always say? And people, some of you guys look at me crazy. Birds the same feather flock together. So, uh, yeah, if you, uh, whatever, water seeks its, no, not water seeks Just be mindful of, you know, company you keep. That's like, I don't know what else to say. I know what else to say, but yeah, just be mindful of company you keep because um, th- those traits or whatever is going to rub off on you or you're going to rub off on them. So, yeah. So I think that was a very timely quote because now is what I consider a winning season. And even though I look like I pulled myself together, it's been a very busy past few weeks in terms of, um, proposals, RFPs, requests for proposals, um, requests for quotes, and business opportunities passing by our doorstep. And there are some opportunities that we may at one point have passed on, but now we're more proactive about going after. And I know that the team is probably looking at me like, Ms. Johnson, what are you talking about? Because what we said we we're going to talk about is S Corp, C Corp, B Corp, choose the right structure for your business. But what I think would probably be more appropriate is because we're not tax advisors. Yes, anything we give, we say today is, is our own opinion. Is our own opinion, and we recommend that you seek legal counsel and financial counsel for anything you hear today. We are not liable for any decisions you make based on whatever craziness we say, even though it's factual for what we do, factual for what we do, factual for what we do, but might not be factual for what you need to do. But again, this is just our view and opinion, uh, and. It's for entertainment purposes only. That's what a disclaimer. Edification. <laughs> what a disclaimer. Um, but it's still um, small business experience, mid-sized business experience that uh, that we live and go through on a daily basis. So from time to time, people will come to us and say, "What kind? Of, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a business. I have an idea. What kind of business structure should I have? Let me tell you. Have a business structure. That's where you start. A business structure, not no business structure, a business structure. And we were talking in preparation for today's episode yesterday and like a cross flash a thought flashed my through my mind. Like you can't go public with a sole proprietorship. Like I know it sounds crazy. I'm IPO and me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm contacting up one of the major banks and I'm going to do I'm an IPO me. So what? if you are thinking about a business that you intend to grow. So that you make a lot of money, get a lot of business, serve a lot of people, um, that you make yourself happy, or that you one day plan to sell. Just think, in many cases, a sole proprietorship is not the optimal business entity to have. So again, contact your legal representation and financial representation to see what's best for you. But 
we have different business structures. So for example, one of our businesses is a as an S corporation and the other is an LLC, which stands for limited liability corporation. Soon to be something else. So we have those structures in place so that we're recognized by the state. We have different foundation in terms of time of documents that we need to file as well as tax um, tax reporting that we have to do. And in addition to that, it gives us some level of liability protection. Um, and it also makes a difference in terms of how our taxes, what they call pass through to us personally. But again, what's best for you is between you and your financial and legal representation. But moving on to it being winning season, you probably heard me say it this before. Now is a great time to be in business if you're black. Now is a great time to be in business if you're a woman. And if you're a black woman like me, it's Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Finally. I don't what does like, that mean? I'm just saying finally, but it's because I'm assuming you're saying it because of all what's going on between, I was about to say civil rights, but because of all the, um, the political and corporate attention from you know, George Floyd to B, um, BLM, Me Too, and just a lot of, you know, talk about um, the the large gap between um, wages and finances between women and men. And then there's a whole nother category of women of color compared to, you know, men and then, you know, Caucasian men. Um, there's a huge gap. And I forget what the stats are. Latina women make even less. Yeah, so it's I get what you're saying. You know, it's um, and please, it's a good time because it's getting a lot of attention. And some places are, are looking to um, work with, you know, businesses that are you know MWBEs, you know, minority owned, women owned business enterprises. Um, so it, it's a time where you know you can get some attention and 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 convert this negative into a positive for you know, your business on yourself. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a level playing field. It's still far from a level playing field. It's not field. even close. You're not even on the same field. Let's be clear. There just are additional opportunities that are available that if we don't take, take advantage of them now, then they may potentially pass us by and not come back. So when we see opportunities that are set aside for women-owned businesses or set aside for minority-owned businesses or set aside for small business, it's incumbent for us at a minimum to show up. I was on a call yesterday. New York City uh, Small Business Services has an initiative that they call WE NYC uh, for Women Enterprises to try to encourage more business opportunities for women here in the city. And um, they talked about different ways to increase your how to get contract ready. And many of us are not contract ready because because we've never had that contract. So how do you even know what to do? How do you know where to start? And so they gave us tips as to where we could look for opportunities. And if we're starting out, you know, some people talked about fake it till you make it. Right. Listen. And in some situations that can help. But if you want long term prosperity, if you want long term wealth, that is not going to be sufficient. Yeah, you I'm, need to stop faking. I, like, I don't, I'm not a buy into that. Like I get the whole saying. You know, fake it till you make it. But, you know, let's be clear. To me, there's a difference. And I know some people are going to be like, yeah, I've heard some of these other big entrepreneurs talk about, like, you know, you, you, you get it, you, you, tr you get the business and you, you do whatever. And then they, 
they figure it out and become you know successful or get the job done to maintain the account, whatever the case might be. But there, to when I look at it, there's a clear difference between faking it until you're making it and you get this opportunity and then you go and you figure out what the hell you got to do to get it done and to maintain it. That's two different things. So like, be careful walking around here with, you know, in that, with using that terminology or in that mindset where you're like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. If, if you, if your mindset is you're going to fake it till you make it, you're going to keep faking it because you're not going to make it because you're not changing your mindset to make it. Now, someone who goes after, uh, you know, a account that they normally don't go after mm-hmm. and they've done some due diligence, done some work. Cause you're talking about, you mentioned contract work, right? Mm-hmm. You do the due diligence. You look at the RFP and you're like, yeah, there are a few things in there we've, we, we haven't done a whole lot of, but we've done some of, some of, or I have a colleague who does this, or I've met someone who's done that. So if I, I can execute 85% of this contract or maybe 80%, there's another 20% that I'm a little gray about, but I do have some resources or I can, you know, start pulling a bunch of all nighters and figure out how do I get this other 20% done? Even if I have to bring somebody else in and it's going to cost me a little more. So maybe it reduces my profit margin that I projected, but I'm able to satisfy that client and then figure out how do I turn that into, you know, how do we turn that into more by getting in the door with that opportunity? So, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it on the record, like fake it till you make it like get it, figure it out, work even harder to keep it. And then to get more that like, yeah. So you have a business, you think about starting a business, make sure you have your business structure in order that your paperwork with the state is in order. Your licensing is in order because there's another opportunity we're currently pursuing. That's another small business set aside. Now, mind you, the agency, when they set up the RFP, they were taking their direction from the large prime who has like 95% of the contract with this, this one particular agency. And so what the prime contractor was telling them was like gold. He said, no, this doesn't make sense. So, so I read over the RFP, had conversations with different vendors, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, and went back to the agency and gave them feedback based on what I had heard from other vendors, based on our experience, and based on conversations with the vendors that we use. So for example, they wanted like $25 million in insurance. By the way, if you buy an insurance policy off the internet and you buy in business insurance, more than likely you're not going to get $25 million worth of business insurance on the internet. You need to Go talk to a broker. get a broker. Let somebody who's experienced know how to do this. And so talk my, to a couple people, like just not one. Our broker came back and said this is unrealistic based on the work that's outlined here. A more reasonable limit would be $5 million. So I went back to the agency. I said, why is it $25 million? I'm not going to be they doing did, this. They don't know. They chose some arbitrary number based on something else. I said, well, my broker said, and they were like, oh, and I gave them some other feedback. I heard this. I heard this. So did I, they change it based on the They feedback? did update the RFP. They issued an addendum, and they changed some of the requirements. Right. Now, what in waiting for them to, to revise what they were looking for, I talked to a couple of other diverse small businesses in the area because the the RFP also requires that even if you're a small business, you need to subcontract to other diverse businesses. Totally. So we don't want to, you know, we don't want to say, Oh, we're woman owned. We're minority owned. We don't have time for any other no, woman. There's enough slices in that pizza to pass around. Right. And you could like oregano. I could like oregano. We could still eat. 
So I reached out to one gentleman. Oregano? I'm talking about pizza. The oh, you put oregano the on top. Oh, all right. Oh, crushed red pepper. Okay. Okay. Okay, crushed red pepper. Once you take your slice, you can do whatever you want with it. I'm just talking about the slices in the pie. But go ahead, anyway, oregano lady. So I had reached out to this one particular vendor, and he was just like an old curmudgeon about it. He was like, oh, they want this licensing. Oh, they, I can't do this. Oh. Like, so he just got on, he just basically complained while he's on the phone with you. He just complained, yes. Yes, I, like I don't even want to hear about that. So because. But, then, but that was before they came back with the revision. It doesn't matter. Like, I, And I'm not saying your story doesn't matter. What I'm saying is for, for our, our community, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that when I say it doesn't matter is that here, here's a classic example of what we're talking about. There's an RFP, there's opportunity. They're targeting small and mid-sized business purposely in this RFP. So there are some things in the RFP as a business owner, you're going to know just what they're asking is probably not, like you said, it's not feasible. It, I don't want to say it's unrealistic, but it's, it's slightly far-fetched, right? Um, because sometimes they don't know. They haven't been educated. They're just going by what maybe some big firm told them because the big firm has an agenda to keep little firms out so they can just continue gobbling up all that business. Who knows? And I'm just using an example. Or maybe they're just using an RFP that they got from another department and they just copied the language into that. And we all copy and paste stuff all the time. Without reading for context. Right? So Because you, maybe you're just not familiar with it. And you're like, I need a template. So you start with that. So maybe they did that. Who knows what the reason were. Right. But to, to listen to the individual just complain versus taking a different approach and reading through it and saying there's about 15 things that really don't apply. They're not applicable to a small or mid-sized business. If you're... And, and then going back to that agency individual, the contract agent saying, listen, if your goal is to get small businesses involved, I got 15 tips. I got 15 bullet points for you to help you in this. Because based on this RFP, if you're saying there's a $25 million insurance, you're going to probably exclude 90% of them off the back because that's, that's, a ridiculous, that's, that's a ridiculously high number for what you want that small business to do. And that policy is going to cost a small business this if they even can qualify for it. So then when you go back to them with that information, now someone can, can look at you and say, you've provided them with detailed educational information. You're just not, man, this is BS. There's $25 million. You don't want small firms to work on this. or you're not trying to be inclusive right. because this is impossible. Like if you just start ranting and raving and I get the frustration, listen, been there, done that. I'm there right now dealing with stuff. It's frustrating. Like I get it. But that's only going to get you so far if it gets you anywhere at all. That's not going to win. And I can think of plenty, when I was on the community board, I could think of plenty of people who would come to those meetings and they would just yell, scream, bark, and everything. And let's be clear, a lot of their points were super valid. It was their delivery no that caused their it. message not to get through and to move forward. So this going back to this, right? So long story short... After the revisions were uh, were sent out, I reached out to him. I sent him an email. Said, "What do you think now?" Ugh, I don't have that license now, mind you. Bump it, go get it. Right, but, right. Uh, if it means that you can potentially now compete for what's going to be a multi. How much does it cost to get a license? Depending where it are, like oh, the a license hundred here bucks? costs like not even five. Let's say five hundred dollars for a firm to get licensed in, in a particular and state. And some states, to get depending on what you do, bond. some states don't even require license. You know, I'm just talking security right now. Some states, but say, like, was, say you had just got to register. Like, say welcome. it was a thousand dollars, and that his cut would be over a million dollars a year for five Gross. years. 
gross. Yeah. Right. So you spend a thousand dollars. Of course, you got to do some other work and some. Other, but you know, let's just boil it down. He, the person's not licensed. They spend a thousand dollars, and now they're licensed, and they take part in this, and they get a million dollars worth of gross business a year. Like what is? I don't like the return. I spend it. You tell me. I spend a thousand. I get a million. Granted, we're still talking gross. It's, I'm in. Like, cause then if I'm getting a million, I'm going to look at all my expenses and figure out how do I manage the hell out of those expenses to, to perform this million dollars worth of work so I can have me a good chunk of um, profit left over. Right. And meanwhile, while he's complaining and telling me what he's not going to do, I'm like, cool, fine, bump it. Let me go to the next company on the list. There's a list of over 200 certified firms. If he's not going to work with us, we're going to find somebody right. else who did. And two large prime contractors had contacted us like, we want you on our team. Here's our paperwork. Look it over. If it works, sign it back. Right. And then they're like, wait, we still haven't gotten your paperwork. We really want to work with you. Holla at us. So let's go can back. You, can, can you pick up 5,000 hours a week? Can you hire an additional 100 people, an additional 200 right. people? So that was, I'm sure that's based on that phone call you got from the larger firm who said they're trying to work with smaller firms and then they also like half of them don't even have a license or like they don't have people or something like that. Right. She said, but, Oh, can you send us a picture of your uniform? I'm like, what? Oh, what? She was like, cause yeah. She's like, Oh, cause we've hired people before and their guards don't have uniforms. Yeah. But so let's, you know, we're talking about in this episode, we're talking about different business entities. And again, I can't, we can't tell you what type of entity you should have for your business. You should have a winning and we kind of like, we kind of started rambling, but I want to go back to this RFP thing. So, in the RFP, the request for proposal, there are certain requirements the business needs to meet. Now, just throwing it out there real quick, is one of the requirements that you have to be some type of business legal entity? Yes. Right. So you need to be some type of entity, whether it's an LLC, a S Corp, or C. You need to be a, a, some, a corporation. Now, which type of corporation you choose to form under, that's up to you, and you have to figure out what your legal and, uh, and financial person. But you want to have some type of legal entity, right? You need to have some type of incorporated entity because some agencies and some other businesses, they're not going to work with you unless you have that. Because some of the first things they're going to ask for, what's your EIN number? Your employee identification right. number. And now Federal some, some people will be like, oh, well, you know, I, I do whatever. And you, you, they use their social security numbers, the EIN number. You're, you can do that. But let's think about this now. You start doing this work with these larger entities. And honestly, these larger entities are probably not going to hire you. Um, if depending what it is, so let me be careful what I say, depending what it is, they're not going to hire you to work with them on these proposals as an individual versus an entity. Because what's going to happen is when they send you some of these documents, when they send you the contract documentation, there's going to be a lot of talk about indemnification mm. and Who's going to be responsible for what if this goes wrong? And like most of the talking there is when when goes sideways, who's going to be the blame for it? Who's going to pay for it? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one thing you want to be careful of, if you're operating as an individual, right, as a sole proprietor, you are 100% liable personally for what's going on. There is no protection. There is no corporate veil to protect you for what's going on. Now, there's sometimes people can say, oh, well, like, you know, you can have a corporation and blah, 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 and they can still come after you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes and no. One, you need to make sure you don't commingle your funds, right? Because as soon as you pierce the corporate veil, you're showing that this corporation is not separate from you. 
So there are plenty of you, hopefully not, but I'm going to throw it out there because I've heard it, who have a corporation and you're commingling your personal money and the corporation money. That is a big no-no. You want that entity to be totally separate. It should have its own bank account. You should not be using your personal bank account for it. Ladies and gentlemen, it costs pennies to incorporate. Pennies. You can do that online. Like you can call these different firms and they will incorporate for you. I'm not saying you should do it. You can go to a you can go to a professional and say, hey, listen, you can go to your attorney, your accountant. They'll probably charge you, I don't know, two thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, depending on who they are. Right? You can probably do it yourself online. If they tell you like you should be a LLC or you should be a C Corp or you should be a S Corp. And then you get the instructions from them and go file it yourself or you hire like one of these um, firms that you can talk to and pay directly. They'll do it for you. They'll do the filings. They'll do the advertisement in the local papers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you talk to your legal and financial professional to make sure you got everything right. And then you let the, the, your accountant or whoever handle your books and do the filings for you if you want. But at least you have that protection. You should not be running your business stuff through your personal account. Because now you're just saying you and the business are one. You need to be totally separate. And, you know, the chances of stuff going wrong, depending on what you do, are probably slim. But in that rare case when it does go sideways, you want to be able to take a step back and be like, I don't got to worry about my house or I don't have to worry about whatever money I have in my personal account or whatever savings I have, et cetera, et cetera. My child's college tuition that it, that's sitting somewhere because this went sideways in the business. They go after the business and then it stops. It doesn't come after you. So you should have it. And there's a lot of things you won't be able to participate in if you don't have these entities. And PPP is over, but let me put it out there. And, I, and I'm really, I'm sad and somewhat disappointed because I, I personally know of businesses who when PPP came out first round, second round, they were talking to me and I was like, yo, you should get PPP, Right. There get you get PPP and there's other business owners telling me like I don't want to mess with the IRS I don't want to deal with it like I get it like but let's be clear the documents you had to submit for PPP they had already so if you're telling me I don't want to submit documents to the IRS be, unless you're doing some shady you don't want to submit it to the it was tax returns it was like your your your, your books for whatever period bro sis they had that already if you filing taxes at the end of the year they got that they want you to just resubmit what you already gave to them. And then the bank looks it over with SBA and then they're like, you're approved. But forget that. You submit it. You get it. Even if you had to pay it back, what was it like 3% or like one and a half percent? It was 0.998%, less right. than 1%. You had, a, you had, let's just say 1%. You had a 1% loan for what was it? Like five, eight, 10 years, whatever it was. 1%, that is cheap money. So even if you did get it, and you didn't get it forgiven. You're paying it back at 1% over whatever time frame it was. But the other part is, I know plenty of small businesses who got PPP, we're talking about first round now, applied for forgiveness, and it was 100% forgiven for them. They, they just got free money. Like, so, and basically, the, the, the forgiveness application was like, okay, check this box, check this box, sign here. Are you good? This. So if, if you don't take anything from this episode right now is you should have some type of entity for two things, protection and participation, because there's you're not going to be able to participate in because you're still running around here willy nilly running through your personal account, 
trying to pretend like you a business, but you not. So, and if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. But this might be the thing that gets sorry. your ass in gear to say, you know what? I'm incorporating and I'm going, I'm looking at New York City. New York City has the biggest budget ever that they talking about rolling out this year. And then we're, we got major elections going on. Like the most people are being elected in, in city elections right now ever. Like, what is it? Like half a city council is, is up for election. Mm -hmm. The mayor, the controller, the public advocate. Like there's a bunch of positions that people are running for now. And it's all this big talk now about small businesses. We're here for you. And if you don't, like if you're, if you're in a city town, whatever your, your locale is, if you're not registered with these different agencies and you're getting alerts from them, like in New York city, was it passport or e -pass, yeah, whatever I get these emails and they're like, we have, dry cleaning services for the police department we have laundry services for corrections for corrections or for the, for, the, for the homeless system for department of, like yeah. i and i'm like click 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 proposal sent like i have a template ready so when i come in i'm i'm like i ask them a couple questions they get back to me fire away and then they get it and they're like wow like thank you like so protection PMP. protection and participation, and participation. it is winning season we want you to win in order to win in this winning season you need to have the business basics the business basics will be a sound business structure based on feedback from your financial and legal representation the right licenses and certifications proper tax registration and the right financials. I don't. Can you even get certified as an MWBE without having an entity? For like, for this, this. You could be a sole proprietor. You can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is an entity. Right. If you can, you incorporate as a sole proprietor. I think they do have a thing for. It's not incorporation. It's just sole proprietors. Right. You're just operating as a sole proprietor, right. but it, you don't have any. You, you don't have any. And um, then, just as a footnote, I know we have some freelancers out there. You could still be a freelancer. You can and still freelance have a, you can and have an still LLC. have a business structure. Don't get lazy with it because, you know, we're getting ready for the Olympics. Just finished, you know, getting ready for an NBA championship. You said we just finished with the Olympics. No, I said we were about to say we just finished with basketball season. Oh. We're not finished. with The New York Some teams, people not going. New York teams have finished their basketball season. This is a winning season in sports and in business. We want you to win. Get the business basics together. If you're starting something, you're doing something, and you break even. I don't want you kicking yourself, and maybe you, you come up short a little bit too. Like you don't, you have, you come up negative a little bit and maybe this is your first time doing it or you only been in the game for a hot minute. Don't let that get you down because you hear what other people saying and you see, you know, or they talking about. Cause let me tell you something. Most people ain't telling you the truth anyway. Right. There are a lot of small businesses. There are a lot of business period getting their kicked right now. And there are a lot getting their kicked period because this game is not easy. Because it's forever changing things. You have to deal with a lot of different dynamics, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're close, you're, you're breaking even or you're close to breaking even. You need to look at that as what other little, what, what else can I, I got this. What little changes can I make? Make to get me to the next, like I got this far doing this. Now what else can I do to go to the next level? Like, and I'm not That's saying. That's a whole nother episode. It is. I'm not, and, and by no means don't you even interpret me saying be content with that I'm just saying you need to look at it and be like, if I did this, what else can I do? 
Like, I, I accomplished this. Now let me put some more gas in it. Let me put another log on, this, on the fire. Let me stoke this thing. And let me go one more up. Because if, if you made it that far with, with whatever resources you had or didn't have or lack of, and you accomplished that, it's, 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 it's game over. Let's just start making a small changes. Last fa- fact. In 2014, there were 1.7 million traditional C corporations compared to 7.4 million partnerships and S corporations and 23 million sole proprietorships. Sole proprietorships in many cases are not winning. We want you to win. Get your business structure together and come back to another episode of Commerce and Chill where we'll give you more tips, more fun facts, and more motivation so you can get that million, you can get profitable, you can grow your business, and you can win.